Popecast, good grief, how are we doing? Happy to see you here. Happy New Year. Um, it's been a whirlwind since I've last talked to you guys. I uh, had a kid, pushed out a kid, not me, the wife, pushed it straight out. And uh, he's a baby boy, and he's now living with us. And it's uh, peak excitement here at the Pope House. I promptly followed this up by lending myself to a quarantine situation. I have passed a COVID test, but nonetheless, I am living in my office on a twin mattress. Um, my office exists in the unfinished room of the basement. So just life comes at you fast, you know? Life comes at you real fast. And um, so I've been down here for two days now, starting to crack up a little bit and um, put a mask on and go upstairs and help out whenever I can because um, Lord knows, Lord knows my wife doesn't need to handle, doesn't need to have three kids and all that comes with recovering from giving birth to a baby on her plate. Good grief. So that is just been a lot around here, man. It's been wild. Hope you guys had a great new year. Um, and I hope that um, you're safe and happy as always, you know. So the uh, my immune system used to be so good before I had kids. I just out there in the streets rummaging around through dumpsters, poop on my shoes, you know. Now I live in a uh, sanitized world for, for, for I, I was going to say for better or worse, but definitely for better. I live in a, in a homogenized world of sanitation and, you know, but at least it's, and maybe it's just that I'm getting old, older. Um, I hate to say that's it because I'm still pretty young, young chicken here, but just all this cushy soft lifestyle in the suburbs has lended itself to me having the immune system of a child so i'm re regressing regressing um fever had a fever gosh my brain is a little scrambled if you guys can't tell i'm not even wearing these as a real part of the uh, serving no function i just goodness gracious ah what else happened? Oh, man. The uh, phenomenon that I've been learning about recently is that breastfeeding, there's a connection between breastfeeding and the uterus. So the baby breastfeeds and it causes the uterus to contract and shrink back up to a normal small size. Crazy, right? How is there a connection between the breasts and the uterus makes no sense on paper which way the plumbing goes I didn't know there was plumbing there um, I thought this was totally unparalleled I started doing some research it turns out that there's a similar phenomenon that happens in um, males um, where there is an unusual connection that you don't really see it turns out um, that much like, like if the breasts of a woman are sucked on by a baby the uterus contracts if the penis of a man is sucked on by a woman the heart expands it's um just the more you know about the human body the more amazing it really gets honestly pretty cool stuff that turns out that's actually what happened to the grinch down in whoville that night i think his heart just grew three sizes from christmas cheer no mrs who was on a mission and um thank god she was because now we have a beautiful christmas story to carry us through the holiday season.
If that doesn't warm your heart, guys, I don't know what does. I don't know what does. What else? What else are we doing? The other day, Antonio Brown stripped down out of his clothes and ran off the field there in the uh, football world. And try as I made a right to uh, put together a joke about this, I couldn't. It's just honestly pretty sad that um, this is what things are coming to for him. You know, I had a friend say, make a post that said that in eighth grade football, a kid had a similar meltdown and the coach yelled at him, you'll never, this is why you're never cut out for pro football, which is like a silly thing to say to an eighth grader because basically no eighth grader is cut out for pro football. But think about how much better off Antonio Brown would have been if he never would have played football. Probably, right? I mean, certainly the money is a benefit, but my main point is that his brain is quite clearly mush. And that's pretty sad. So let's pick it up a little bit. Let's pick it up a little bit, okay? Um, what do we got? Oh, man, it was pretty funny. Before we went to the hospital, Casey was packing up all sorts of pads and ointments and all these things that she would need for after the birthing process, you know? And um, just, you know, an elaborate list of things that you need to kind of just help yourself heal. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, what? Meanwhile, my big uh, conundrum was figuring out which which outfit that I wanted to have my first picture with the baby boy taken in, you know, and it was like, uh, mine was pretty uh, purely cosmetic fashion choices and hers were pretty important health decisions. Just another thing about the stark contrast between what men, men and women have to go through in this birthing process. A lot of it's obvious. The birth is pretty obvious. Um, but guys, I've never felt so useless as standing there in a birthing room, literally just standing there, nothing to do, just stay out of the way, you know. Eventually, you'll, they'll have you come up and pull on a leg, you know, if somebody asks you to help hold a leg back, which I did. Um, you cut the cord, and that's just pretty superficial. They just kind of do that because somebody decided that was something that dads did once upon a time. You know, the doctor could handle that, obviously. And so I even asked the nurse, I was like, hey, just, you know, just so you know, I'm feeling pretty useless here. Uh, feel free to give me, task me with anything just so I can kind of, you know, feel useful. And she, of course, just said, no, just sit down. I got this. I don't know what I wanted to do, but, you know, maybe just go get some ice chips. Uh, but the nurse seemed like that she was pretty much all over that, too. These nurses and the nursing staff, um, these guys are, I don't know if you guys know this, but highly skilled. Highly skilled. So we named the baby boy Kai and a uh, nice three-letter name. So I liked Bear or Mickey, so we compromised and settled on Kai. And I think it'll be a great little name for him. So the kids, the girls are at home. The kids are just been putting... Just put on band-aids and spots in case they get a, get hurt there later. Right now, we're just going through band-aids like crazy. The kids are loving to put on band-aids. They'll point at a spot and say, ooh, Dad, I got an owie. And uh, they don't obviously have any owies. They just want a sticker that has a Tyrannosaurus Rex on their arm. So we got some dino band-aids. So I think some company, if this doesn't already exist, should come out with um, just... Band-Aid shaped stickers 
that have cool pictures on them because that's all the kids want is these stickers. But uh, so somebody get on that. Just uh, Band-Aid brand. These aren't Band-Aids. They're only stickers. What a great idea. Oh, man. Okay. Well, the irony is not lost on me that nuts and bolts are key components of every dorm room futon. How about that? Nuts and bolts hold a futon together. And nuts and bolts are what college dudes do on futons. Got a nut, and then you got to get the heck out of there. That's a little jokey joke I've been working on. How about that? We'll see if that goes anywhere. See if I can write on that anymore. I have, um, that's pretty much the only thing I've written recently. Iowa State was in the Cheez-It Bowl recently. Uh, go Cyclones. Lost in the Cheez-It Bowl to Clemson. And um, we've got to call that thing the Chucky Cheez-It Bowl or just the Chucky e. Cheese Bowl. Why doesn't Chucky e. Cheese and company have a bowl? That's what I want to know. So it sounds like as far as the food spread goes, local uh, journalist Keith Murphy was down there. Lots of local media was down there, but they said it was by far the worst food spread of any of the bowl games that they've attended in recent history, and that's not too hard to imagine. I tried to eat a bowl of Cheez-Its uh, myself just because the game was on, and I guess that's probably what they were counting on, you know, if it was the uh, Jack's Beef Jerky Lynx Bowl, I would have eaten some beef jerky or whatever because I'm a puppet to your marketing, baby. You guys got that. But Cheez-Its are disgusting. That's what I'm saying. Cheez-Its are so GD gross that um, I can understand why the Cheez-It Bowl would have the worst food. Let's see. Oh, man. This was a bad joke I wrote. This doesn't even make sense. Um, but we'll see if we can pull it off here. This, is, um, this will not work. Just to clear the air get on record about this i bet a lactose intolerant frenchman came up with the butt nickname with the butt word with the french word for butt derriere huh derriere what happens when you lactose intolerant and you consume meats and cheeses you fart you get gassy derriere okay and i'll say it one more time just in case it will land better upon second delivery I bet a lactose intolerant Frenchman came up with the French word butt, derriere. Not bad. Not good. Not bad. That's what we're working with, folks. It's just hard. You know, got to grind out these, got to grind out these jokes, baby. I tell you what, this is the first of the month, and um, put down your phone, Pope. You're on the air, baby. You're on the air. Let's see. Man, I bought a snowblower the other day, went outside, snow blew. Snow blue, and I filled up that snowblower, brand new snowblower, filled it up with way too much oil. Tell me what happens when you fill up a snowblower with too much oil. Uh, extensive amounts of smoke pour out of the exhaust. So I poured a quart of oil in there, or is it four quarts? I think a quart is the whole bottle, right? Any hoodles. I had to go in there, and I learned how to drain the oil. So I added that to my um, skills. And got the appropriate amount of oil in there and got that snow blow, that snow blown off of the driveway. I like to say snow thrower. It sounds cooler. I'm going to start to try to do that. You got my snow thrower out and just got that driveway cleared off here in Des Moines, Des Moines Iowa. It is um, it's pretty damn cold out in case you haven't noticed that. It's uh, if, in case you're not monitoring it. I know we got listenership down in Florida, Oregon, 
Oregon, Utah, my people in Utah. This is the part of the show where I digress and just start to list off areas that people are listening in. Um, Popecast listeners, I got a sneak tease for you. You know our old sponsor used to be BombGars. BombGars, the bomb.com guards. Shop BombGars today. That was the read for BombGars. We used to have a great BombGars sponsorship. Um, fell on hard times, that sponsorship deal did. So we um, have been on the hunt for a new sponsor for some time now. And I just want to give you guys just a little teaser here that the new sponsor will be joining the podcast in our very next episode. I'll do a little tour of the office setup here, um, which will be fun. I'll give you guys a little rundown of uh, some of the uh, stuff here. I got I got a lot of Red Fox records um, for whatever reason. My brother owns a record shop, Rogue Planet Music, here in Des Moines. And he just gives me lots. He just gave me like all these Red Fox records. So, I got that going on, man. And uh, my guy, my guy Richard, we got that. So, anyway, received this uh, model of my one of my first dogs, Colby Cheese, for Christmas. Shout out, Colby Cheese. We'll be ever forever sitting up here on the speak. So, this has been the Popecast. My name is Ian Pope, and I appreciate you tuning in. Come back for a better episode next time. As always, the Popecast is recorded in one take with no edits, no cuts, and for better or worse. That is how we do it here at the Popecast. Have a great day.